like this. Second and goal, Mims the motion, man, it's Wilson on the keep, Russell Wilson for the touchdown! Well, here's the read man right here, and he's going to go down with the run, with the running back, Williams, and they're giving this defense so many looks, so many shifts, so many how to win and remember this is a team learning how to win with the new culture and Sean Payton and the pressure in the end zone and a sack the safety for Zach Allen and the cherry on top let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM at one point, the Denver Broncos were 1-5 this year, and everybody was down on them. Everybody's making fun of Sean Payton. But PJ, PJ Glasser in for Ryan Horvath, and I guess Trista tonight, both of them, if you want to say it that way. Uh, I, I was scoffed at, PJ. I was laughed at. I was mocked. I was ridiculed by Ryan Horvath, who sits right on this side over here. And he told me that I was a crazy person for believing in Sean Payton, for believing in Russell Wilson. And I said, no, 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 no. It doesn't look good now, but this roster is too talented. Then I kind of thought, okay, maybe they're just going to sell this whole thing off. And if they do, they're going to be terrible. But before the season, I said they will be back. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton will work. He may not look the same, but he will be better than what he was last year. And now the Denver Broncos sit at 6-5 and five and have a chance in the AFC to sneak their way into the playoffs. What a difference just a few weeks makes in the NFL. It's incredible. I mean, I think Peyton should, if they continue on this track and they make the playoffs, considering how Wilson has played this year, considering what the defense was, Nick, it was like a month ago where they were talking about how they were going to sell the entire team off. Do you remember that? I mean, this team gave up 70 points to the Dolphins with like seven minutes still to play in the fourth quarter. So it's been an incredible job. Not only have they won five games in a row, but it's like the teams that they're beating. Like, they're beating playoff teams. They won. They beat Kansas City. Mm -hmm. They finally ended that streak. They won at Buffalo. They beat Minnesota. They just beat Cleveland. It's not like they're beating the Panthers, the Jets, the Patriots. They're beating legit teams. So, you know, we talked about it earlier. I think the AFC is wide open this year. Yes. I think there it would be wise to take a sprinkle on one of those teams like the Broncos at 30 to 1, the Texans, maybe the Bills potentially at 18 to 1 because it, it's one of those years I think at the AFC Nick all you got to do is get in and the Broncos check a lot of boxes, great defense, Super Bowl head coach, Super Bowl quarterback, they could be a tough out. 2 weeks ago, the Denver Broncos were plus 520 to make the playoffs. I put a little sprinkle on that. Nice. Just just in case. Nice. They're now plus 130 to make the playoffs. Well, what a huge game this is this <laughs> yes. week, right against the Texans. It I mean, is. this this tiebreaker between these two teams could go a long, long way. Huge game. I I that's actually one of my favorite it's my second favorite game obviously 49ers yeah, no, I agree. Eagles is game is second yeah game I'm number to. 1 on the list for me for that. All right, we bring on Zach By, now host of The Drive on 1043 The Fan in Denver. We haven't talked to you since the new time slot. Congratulations on that. Great to have you back on the show. Uh I love your Broncos, man. I love what this team looks like over the last 5 weeks. Uh but what has been the difference from that 1 and 5 start to now the 6 and 5 start? I'm assuming it's a lot more than hey Zach Wilson's getting along or Zach Wilson. Russell Wilson is getting along with his teammates. I'm assuming it's probably more than that. Yeah, if, if I were to reduce it down to its simplest form, they're turning the football over. In the first seven games, guys, the Broncos had seven total turnovers. Contrast that with their last four football games. They have 15 turnovers in the last four games, guys. We keep on saying it's not sustainable, but it keeps on happening over and over again. Uh, that's the number one reason. The second reason is they have totally 
reduced the game plan for Russell Wilson down to its simplest form. He is treated like a rookie quarterback. Go look at his passing attempts the first month of the season. You'll see numbers like 28, 31, 34, 38. Guys, he hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards just once over the last six games. Sean Payton is holding his hands. They have guardrails on this offense. And guess what? It's actually translated to winning football. This is more of what we saw from rookie year Russ in Seattle, but it's translating. Guys, in the red zone this year, Russell Wilson, 17 touchdowns, zero interceptions, a completion percentage of 68 in the red area. So although he's more of a glorified game manager, he's actually being elite being a game manager. Those two words don't often go together, but I think in this instance, it's appropriate. Zach, what do you think has been the bigger boost to the offense? Javante Williams coming back, being healthy, looking like himself, or Cortland Sutton kind of emerging as that wide receiver number one? I'd say the run game just in general. Uh, when Once they shifted to start winning games, their run percentage went way up. Uh, Javante isn't lighting the world on fire, but if you look at his last five games, he's averaging closer to 75 yards than he is 50. I think the season average says something around 50, 54, or whatever it is. But he's been much better than that. And then also uh, the emergence of Samaj Pirine in the last three games, heavily used on final game-winning drives uh, as a passing, uh, uh, a pass-catching back. And then had seven carries this past week and ran it really well. So the combination of Javante and Samaje with Russell Wilson once again using his legs. This is something that he did not want to do a year ago and actually was like almost personally offended when he would be like referred to as like a, a running quarterback. He's one of the greatest running quarterbacks of all time. And he did not like that title. Uh, his numbers were way down with rushing attempts. In fact, Russell has two less rushing attempts through as many games this year as he had all of last year. And we still have six games left. So the willingness for Russell to uh, use his legs once again, which he was unwilling to a year ago, combined with that run game, I think has been the backbone of this offense, despite as well as Cortland Sutton uh, has played. I mean, up until this last Sunday, he had a touchdown catch in five straight games. He was trailing only Tyree Hill in touchdown catches this year as of a week ago. I think he's still top five in there. Um, but all that together, but to, to answer your question uh, bluntly, it's more the run game here. Yeah, it's clear that Cortland Sutton, uh, Russell Wilson chemistry is there, and it's developed more and more week after week, which is why any Cortland Sutton prop I can get my hands on, uh, I will do that week after week. Talking to Zach by BetMGM tonight. Let's look at that game coming up this weekend. Broncos are three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road in Houston. We talked a little bit this earlier. Like Where Houston is now, I, I see a team that is – tremendous offensively and overcoming a lot of deficiencies they have, especially with that offensive line. C.J. Stroud looks like an MVP candidate. But their defense is actually trending in the wrong direction right now in Houston, giving up a lot more points. That's something they were able to lean on earlier in the year. When you look at this game for Denver this weekend, is that something they can really take advantage of? Is maybe where Houston's defense is trending right now? Or is there maybe something else that you see that Denver has an advantage in? No, I, I think you're spot on. Uh, Houston's defense has regressed a little bit, and I think it's time for the Broncos' offense to be the number one reason why they won a game. That has not been true in any game, really, during this five-game win streak, which is the longest Broncos win streak since Super Bowl 50, 2015. Uh, that's what we're, we're, we're living in right now here in Denver. Um, but the offense, if you look at the, the, the last five games, um, they really, they've scored more than 24 points just one time, and that was this past week 
against a Cleveland team um, that was sort of demoralized with their quarterback situation, uh, despite being a tremendous defense. So I think it's I think it's a game where uh, maybe Russell is, comes to the forefront a little bit more as one of the reasons why while they're winning. And I heard um, you guys talk about some of the futures with the Broncos and. I think this game, well, this game's just a massive game for the Denver Broncos. Houston is right ahead of them. Their playoff probability takes a massive swing. Right now, the Broncos have about 26, 27% playoff probability. If they win, guys, it's up to 50%. This is a team that started one and five. If they lose, it takes a nosedive down to 14%. But the extra layer of fun in this game is Sean Payton has emerged as a coach of the year candidate. Uh, he was plus 4,000 just two weeks ago, a somewhere around like a plus 1,400, a plus 1,600, some, something in that, uh, uh, in that variety. But D'Amico Ryans is up there. So if it comes close and, and the Broncos continue to win games, you actually could look at this head-to-head matchup. Who wins this football game, Houston or Denver, uh, and what could have a heavy hand in potentially deciding the NFL coach of the year, which I have $35 on in the preseason plus 1200 I, that, that's a great point. And so we look at so much of these MVP matchups, but there's also coach of the year matchups. And I think these two right now, both coaches have done a tremendous job. It just took one a little bit longer to kind of turn things around. You know, when you talk about Russell Wilson and, you know, the training wheels or the bumpers or however we want to describe it and the way that he used to quarterback very early on in Seattle, and that's what they're doing here, which is, I mean, in some ways it almost reminds me of Jameis Winston in, in New Orleans that one year he was a starter. They were 5-1 and one before he got hurt, but he was averaging like 188 passing yards a game. If they start to maybe open up the playbook a little bit more with Russell Wilson and it works in Houston, do you think that's something that Sean Payton will continue to do the rest of the year? Or will it be a, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it and things are working right now? Yeah, right now, I just don't think you tinker with it. But the irony of this whole thing, and this is fascinating, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going back and forth with my co-host on the drive, Philip Lindsay, former running back over this today, is mm-hmm. that we are not seeing, think about this fascinating uh, dynamic. We're seeing the Broncos win the most games in a row for the first time in almost a decade. But Sean Payton's not running his own offense. He, this is not Sean Payton's offense. This is, this is training wheels offense. And, and it's one of these things where it's working right now, but the Broncos have a decision to make, okay? Russell's new contract, because the Broncos were so idiotic and paid Russell Wilson the third richest contract in NFL history before he played a down of Broncos football, he had two years left on the old contract. So the new deal hasn't even kicked in yet. But here's the kicker. If he's on the team at the start of the new league year this March, he's financially kicked in for the following two seasons. So it's fascinating. Russell's playing well, much better. But Sean Payton's not running his offense. And they have a big boy decision to make on Russell's future in Denver. So what's the threshold for success that Russell needs to reach for him to be a lock to come back next year? Does Sean Payton look at this and say, I'm holding this guy's hand. I could do this with Jared Stidham for two years, $10 million. That's the backup in Denver. I don't need to pay him a quarter billion dollars. We're not going to pay this guy $50 million to, 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 to throw for over 200, 200 yards one time in the last month and a half. So it's one of these fascinating things here moving forward big picture. I believe it's going to have to be a playoff appearance. That's the only way to lock in Russell uh, for the next two years. But don't forget that. He's financially tied. If he's if they go with him next year, it's not just oh one more tester year. He's locked in for two more years. So it's it's a it's a fascinating big picture conversation. Are they are they how committed are they to that if the, if they get out of that contract this year? How much of that is still guaranteed? 
Dude, dude, they will double the largest dead cap hit in NFL history if they move on. The largest dead cap hit in NFL history, I believe, is Matt Ryan, $40 million in Indianapolis. Russell, will, they'll have to eat $85 million of dead wow, money geez. if they move on. It'll be far and away the largest in NFL history. But so, so here, here's, and this is what my co-host Philip Lindsay says, doesn't matter what happens with Russell. You need to go to Russell and try to have him restructure that contract before it even kicks in, to which I say, if you go to the playoffs, why would he agree to do that? You just did what you, you, you asked him to do and paid him all that money to do. But they're doing it stylistically so different. It's not, they're not winning games because of Russ. Uh, he's accenting. Like he's you know, three or four times a game coloring outside the lines. But this is not Seattle, Russ running around and throwing the deep ball. They don't even let Russell throw the deep ball. We had a football game three weeks ago where he had two completions beyond 10 yards of line of scrimmage. So it is a – guys, when I tell you it's such a fascinating dynamic within the Broncos' win streak, which is fun, and it's hilarious for me to go on the air and react to this. It's been, it's been, been fantastic. But there's big-picture – things that happened here uh, with that contract, guys, it's $250 million. And I just, I don't know what they're going to do here uh, moving forward. They should have never gave that, the, the new deal with two years left on the old deal. They should have never done that. Russell has always did the new contract with one year left on it. I'm sure you guys are similar. You don't do, your, do a new deal with two years left on it. And then what happened last year happened. So it's like, it's one of these things where it is a, it's underneath the surface of the NFL talking points nationwide, but I'm telling you, it's a fascinating NFL storyline. That is. Zach, we have about two minutes left. I just want to get your thoughts on this game on uh, on Sunday again because it's a huge game. I mean, the Broncos have the tiebreaker against the Browns. They have the tiebreaker against the Bills. Those are teams that are in the wild card race. You talked about how win-loss, what the playoff percentage looks like. You beat the Texans, too, and the tiebreaker against all three of those teams are going to be massive. I'm really shocked that the Broncos are three-and-a-half-point dogs in this game. Jacksonville was just two-and-a-half-point, two-point favorites against Houston. And I don't think the Broncos are that much worse than the Jags. So what are your thoughts on this game? If I were betting the game, which I will, um, I, I, would, take, I would take Houston. Um, what mm. we're watching Denver do is really unusual. It's really unusual. Um, this offense, if you're, if you're watching the games as closely as I do on a down-to-down basis, like this offense has times where it's like, holy moly, you want to hold your nose when you watch the game. Um, I think the Texans have the better quarterback. I think the Texans are fantastically coached. They're playing in Houston. That fan base is uh, fired up. This is the first of a three-game road trip. In, the five, in December, that's happened five times in Broncos history, a three-game December road trip. They've never won more than one game in any of those five instances. And, um, look, this could go either way. The number's that short for a reason. Um, there's some home field stuff baked in there. Uh, but at the same time, I would take Houston right now just because I don't believe the way that the Broncos are, are winning is as sustainable as a lot of Broncos country would like to think. But guys, it's happened uh, you know five weeks in a row here, so maybe they have some more magic. It's it's it, it, it feels a little Tebow-esque to me. Zach by 1043, the fan in Denver, knows the Broncos as much as anybody. Love talking to you, man. Appreciate you coming on again. Thank you guys, man. Have a great night.